Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. I was standing in Dr. Kopik's office asking him what to do with my money. I was a junior in college and starting to rake in some serious cash. Of course, I wanted to put the money to work. I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. Dr. Kopik was my econ professor and my advisor, but also one of my best friends. We had a special relationship for a teacher and a student. We went golfing together, played on the same church league basketball team. And when I stayed near campus building my business, we'd actually go golfing with his son as well. One time he brought his four-year-old son and I let him drive the golf cart. That turned into a bad idea when he took off the hill downhill going full speed. Dr. Kopik never let me hear the end of it. After I asked him for his advice, I remember exactly word for word what he said that day. I just buy the total market every month. I don't care if it goes up or goes down from one month to the next. When my paycheck hits, I just keep buying. I'm just betting on America to continue to grow over the long term, just as it has the past couple hundred years. Now, of course, I didn't follow his advice. I wanted to beat the market. I just couldn't help myself. So I invested all of my $50,000 into tech stocks and then got crushed when the dot-com bubble burst in 2000. And then that scared me out of the market until 2008 when the buying opportunity was just too good to pass up. So why do we ask for advice from people that we intimately trust, we value their expertise, and then we don't follow it? People who are more experienced and clearly have knowledge and expertise and value to share. Well, I have no idea. But if I could rewind the clock, travel back in time to 1999, I'd take 500 per month or some set monthly amount and just plow it into a total market fund or commonly referred to as an index fund. No, actually, I know why we don't follow advice from people that have come before us is because typically the advice that they give us is too slow. We want shortcuts. We want things to happen faster. We want to get rich quick. Well, as Warren Buffett said, the reason why most people don't duplicate the way that he invests is because getting rich slowly is too boring for them. An index fund is an investment fund that tracks a group of stocks. This group of stocks is called the index. To invest in, in an index, you need to buy shares in it. Now, I realize I've talked about index funds on my podcast, but it's been over a year ago since last February, I actually launched it. And I feel that a lot of people are sleeping on this because it's slow and it's boring. But here are some of my favorites, and this is not financial advice. I'm just merely sharing what I invest into or would invest into. I'm not in all four of these, but here's the ones that I would do. In Vanguard, I do the VTSAX. That's the symbol. That's the total market, which covers over 4,000 stocks. The S&P 500, which is a smaller basket of stocks, but still covers 500 of them, 500 of some of the most successful companies, is VFIAX. If you have a Fidelity account, that's the platform that I use, and I feel it's pretty good. It has really good reviews, and it's very easy and user-friendly. For Fidelity, for the total market index fund is 
F-Z-R-O-X. And for the S&P 500, it's F-X-A-I-X. Now, if you're driving or at the gym, which I suspect many of you are, we'll have this in the show notes so you guys can go to my website and these index fund picks are right there for you to choose from. Tony Robbins said in his masterful book, Money, Master the Game, that the majority of financial advisors and fund managers cannot consistently beat the market. So let's dive into five reasons why most people should invest in index funds over individual stocks or mutual funds. Number one, effort. Index funds are very low effort. Picking stocks requires you to learn how to analyze the company's financials and then sort through the hundreds of viable opportunities to somehow pick the right basket of companies worth investing in. This can take 10 plus hours per week. When investing in an index fund, it eliminates the need for an investor to actively pick and choose individual stocks and manage investments on their own. It provides a cost-effective way to diversify your portfolio and still have great returns over time. It's a very safe way to park your cash because, listen, if the index fund that you're invested in ever goes to zero, well, then we have way bigger problems than that. That means that all the companies in the U.S. and pretty much the world are defunct and out of business. With index funds, all this decision-making is removed. You're simply buying a portion of every stock in a particular index, so you don't need to worry about staying up to date on market trends. In addition, because these investments follow the same rules as their respective indexes, they can be tracked easily with minimal research time needed. Again, you're taking out that 10 hours per week that you would need to devote if you're trying to beat the market picking individual stocks. Index funds just require you to find a fund worth investing in. Well, I already did this for you. There's very little difference between most of the total market index funds in terms of rate of returns. They're pretty much just tracking the same basket of stocks, which is the 4,000 that are publicly traded. Now, Buffett, he said, if you aren't willing to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. He's also expressed that investing in index funds allows investors to benefit from the long-term growth of the stock market without having to actively manage their portfolios. He's a huge advocate of buying and holding low-cost index funds over time to take advantage of the compounding effects created when returns are reinvested automatically for you over long periods of time. As he puts it, for most people, the best thing to do is just buy an S&P 500 index fund or a total market index fund and just keep adding money every single month and never worry about it again. Don't check your account every day. Don't check your account every other day. Just sit it and forget it. In a recent interview, he said that most people don't need to invest in individual stocks because they're going to get the same return with less risk by investing into index funds. Number two, big benefit, diversification. So diversification splits your risk between different stocks. Individual stocks concentrate your risk in one company or depending on how many individual stocks you purchase. It could be five or 10 or 20, but index funds spread your risk across thousands of different companies without paying excessive fees or taking on a lot of risk. Buffett believes that this is the smartest and safest ways to invest long-term so much that he's recommended them since he started investing in 1976 and he continues to tell people to do so today. 
Diversifying your holdings across multiple sectors at once through an index fund is a reliable way to start building wealth over time without having to undertake that extensive research or pay hefty fees associated with active management strategies. So that's next. Low cost. Benefit number three. These are great investment options because they're very low cost. They tend to have lower expense ratios than managed mutual funds, which means more of the money you invest goes towards purchasing the stocks in the fund. Now, this is really critical that you guys get these next two statements. Actively managed funds are controlled by a professional and you pay their salary with investment fees. Index funds are controlled by a computer. So you pay little to nothing to invest in them. There's no hefty salary that you need to be paying investment fees out of your account to cover. Now, you think that the fees don't matter? I mean, you're talking about what? A lot of times just a difference of 1%. It seems like that's just not a big deal. But when you look at it over a long period of time of investing, it adds up something gigantic. So here's the scenario. You invest 12000 a year for 30 years, and you get a 10% rate of return. So your total invested is $2.38 million. The average index fund fee is 0.06%, so it costs you $29,000 in fees over that 30 years. Your net with the index fund is $2.35 million. Now, an average active fund fee is 0.75%. That's dramatically higher. That's many, many multiples higher. So the net with an active fund is $2.04 million for a total cost of fees of, are you kidding me, $337,000. So when you invest in these, you can expect to pay a variety of fees. These include an annual expense ratio, trading costs for buying and selling shares in the fund, as well as potential entry or exit fees when purchasing or selling shares. And there's also taxes, which we're going to dive in here in a second. So generally speaking, these fees will range from anywhere from 0.5% to 2% of your total investments each year. In this scenario, if the fee is as high as 2%, which is fairly common, then your total costs skyrocket. This is why your odds of beating the total market index fund are not all that great. The drag that these fees put on your portfolio are immense. Now, additionally, index funds offer the benefit of automatic rebalancing. So when one stock in the index rises or falls disproportionately, the fund is automatically adjusted to keep it proportional relative to other stocks that are within that index. So this helps reduce risk and provides an additional layer of protection for market volatility. So number four, outperformance. Kind of already hit on this, but let's dive in just a little bit deeper. Professionals can't beat the market long term. Only 15% of them can do it in a year. But over 20 years, that number falls to 6%. Investing in index funds can provide long-term returns that let you outperform professional investors without even trying. Over time, most indexes produce returns that outperform actively managed portfolios and like we talked about with a lot less fees. And number five, tax efficiency. Index funds offer investors a tax efficient way to invest in the stock market. Because index funds are passively managed, they incur lower capital gains taxes than actively managed mutual funds. Since index fund managers don't engage in 
strategies such as buying and selling individual stocks in the short term, there's less potential for generating what's called short-term capital gains. That's where the value of your investment goes up and then you sell it with under 12 months. Well, those are taxed at much higher rates. You're taxed at your ordinary income rate on those types of transactions. The IRS views those more as income than they do from long-term investment type capital gains. This is because trading costs are much lower for index fund managers and they don't have to sell as many shares of stocks when they rebalance their portfolios or respond to changes in the market. The rebalancing in active funds requires you to sell shares, which creates a taxable event for the investor. So you only pay taxes when you, the investor, actually decide to sell your shares. So to sum it all up, guys, I feel like I'm a pretty sophisticated investor at this time and this point in my life. But I'm telling you what. I tried to pick individual stocks over the years, and it's a lot of time-consuming energy, and it's kind of stressful, and it gives you decision fatigue, too. You know, that's where you have so many decisions to make, but you just kind of get drained and tired and kind of like almost like burn out, and you lose your enthusiasm for it just because it's so overwhelming. Well, with index funds, there's one simple decision. It's how much do I put on autopilot? Meaning, how much do I set up from my account to get swept in and automatically every single month invested into index funds? That's your only decision. Once you set that decision, that monthly amount that you're going to plow in, then you just sit it and forget it. And you don't ever have to think about it again. And you're automatically over a longer period of time, you're going to create some extraordinary wealth. So this is really good strategy, especially for new investors. Like I talked about, this is one of my biggest regrets in investing is that I didn't listen to my econ professor and a close trusted friend who had the knowledge and experience. He was an econ teacher, right? He was a finance teacher, knew his stuff. I should have just listened to him set up a monthly autopilot payment plan and just set it and forget it for the last 25 years, I'd have in all likelihood a few extra million in my bank account. So guys, I would like to ask you one thing. If you get value from my podcast, please leave me a five-star rating and review. You can only do this on the Apple podcast app. Just click on the app. Most of you are downloading the podcast from Apple, I believe. Scroll down a few podcast episodes and you'll see it right there where you can give a five-star rating and review. This pushes my podcast out to a lot of other people and it means a lot to me. I do go and read the reviews and really appreciate the words of affirmation. This game is a really tough game and I always need the encouragement to keep incredible content pumping out for you. And in addition, if you could share it on your social media pages, this will help push it out to more and more people. And I feel like it's going to change their life and make their life better. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Have a great day. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.